Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to the July 2015 CTSS quiz. I have 10 terrific cases for you, and uh, let's get started. In this 30-ish year old with left lower quadrant pain, what is the best diagnosis? I give you four choices, and when you look at the images, you can see in the left lower quadrant, we're just above the level of the iliac crest. There's an inflammatory process that's involving the descending colon. When you look really carefully at it in the coronal view, it's particularly nice. It looks like a fist, right? So it's not appendicitis. I guess I've seen a couple of cases of left side appendicitis. I don't see an appendix. Uh, diverticulitis, I don't see any diverticuli. Ischemic colitis, I don't see any bowel wall thickening. What I'm really looking at is the soft tissue density adjacent to bowel. And when you look at the coronals, that's really a classic appearance of appendix epiploica. You know, the importance of the diagnosis, patients present with presentations similar to diverticulitis or appendicitis, and the temptation is going to surgery. Appendix epiploica is treated with antibiotics, and there's no need for surgery. It's self-limited, and it's an important diagnosis to make. You don't want to make the diagnosis after the surgeon operates on the patient. In this case, I'm asking, what is the most likely primary tumor? If you look at the CT, what I'm showing you is ascites, but more importantly, around the liver, you see scalloping. That's the classic appearance for pseudomyxoma peritonei. And so really, the question is, which of these tumors is more likely to give me pseudomyxoma peritonei? Adenocarcinoma of the lung, I've never seen it. Hepatoma can give you ascites and carcinomatosis, but not the scalloping. Pancreatic cancer, very much the same thing. Liver mets, uh, but you're not getting lesions at the surface. You can get implants on the omentum, but not this classic scalloping. And the correct answer is mucosal of the appendix. You can see uh, pseudomyxoma peritonei with ovarian cancer. You can see it with gastric cancer. You can see it with certain uh, common duct tumors. You can see it with carcinoma of the appendix or mucosal of the appendix. So a very nice example, and D is the correct answer. This is a pretty case. This patient had chest pain, and I want to know what the most likely diagnosis is. You can see a flash acquisition, very nice mass in the posterior aspect of the left atrium. You can see it both with the positive and negative display. Well, what could this be? I guess in theory it could be a thrombus, but that would be a very strange location, and that would be a very large thrombus, and I don't see a line in place. It's not an ASD or an atrial septal defect. You can get metastasis to the heart. We talk about direct extension. We talk about METs into the lumen, like with a renal cell. And I guess it's a possibility, but this would be a large MET, and the patient's 20-ish, unlikely. The more likely answer is an atrial myxoma, a very common tumor, more common in the left atrium than the right atrium. It's a solid mass. Sometimes it's tricky distinguishing a myxoma from thrombus, but location is much better for a uh, myxoma. In most cases of thrombus, I've seen the patient have a catheter in place at some point. What's the most likely diagnosis in this case? Well, I'm showing you two images, and first of all, what's important is in the first image on your left, the patient does have changes suggesting cirrhosis, and then there's a vascular lesion. The lesion's also necrotic, and perhaps there are satellite lesions, but those are cysts. When you look at the MIP image, you really appreciate the neovascularity in the lesion. And I've always made the point that you can pick up small vascular lesions on MIP imaging that you don't see on axial CT, and also you can pick up neovascularity that you tend to underappreciate. 
So what lesions give you neovascularity in the liver? Well, there's a number of possibilities, primary and metastatic. And hepatoma is the classic one, and this liver is nodular or cirrhotic, so hepatoma is going to be the answer. Cholangiocarcinoma typically is more homogeneous than not as vascular. Lymphoma of the liver is rare, but it's hypovascular. Carcinoid mets are very vascular. They can involve the liver, obviously. It can be single or multiple, but in the presence of cirrhosis, I'm most happy with the diagnosis of hepatoma or the paleocellular carcinoma. This patient had GI bleed, and we're looking for the cause. CTA is very sensitive in the high 90% range for detecting the cause of a GI bleed. In this case, you see a polypoid mass in the antrum of the stomach. You can see it off the anterior wall. You see it in the axial and coronal images. So what could it be? Adenocarcinoma, I guess it's possible. Usually it's more infiltrative, but it's a possibility. Lymphoma tends to be larger folds, diffusely infiltrating, occasionally can present with a mass. And metastasis, I guess, is another possibility. Mass to the stomach, however, I tend to think more of things like linitis plastica from breast cancer, where there's encasement of the stomach, body, and antrum. So if I have to pick a case, what gives you a polypoid mass pushing into the stomach? Think of the axial images, and that's most likely a gist tumor. If you argue with me that this could be an adenocarcinoma, I guess I would have to give in, but the correct answer was a gist tumor. Remember, only about 25% of gist tumors are intraluminal. The majority of gist tumors are extraluminal in location. This is an interesting case, and I'm asking for the best diagnosis. I'm showing you arterial and venous phase imaging. In arterial phase imaging, you see vascular lesions in the head and tail of the pancreas, which quickly become isodense. If you look really hard at the right renal bed, which you just barely see, there are some clips present, and you do visualize the left but not the right kidney. This patient has had a renal cell carcinoma. Now, if the patient did not have renal cell carcinoma, I would have said multifocal neuroendocrine tumor. You can get metastatic melanoma to the uh, pancreas. It's the second most common site of meds to the pancreas, number one being renal cell, but typically they're not that vascular. You can have multiple serous cystadenomas, but again, this is way too vascular for a serous cystadenoma, and you don't see the cystic spaces. Best diagnosis here is metastatic renal cell carcinoma, classically vascular, can be single or multiple, and classically occurs more than 10 years after the initial diagnosis. Just a very important case. If I see a vascular pancreatic mass, I'm always thinking of neuroendocrine tumor, unless I'm missing a kidney. Then I'm thinking about renal cell metastatic to the pancreas. In this case, based on the CT findings, what's the best diagnosis? Now, this is somewhat easy and somewhat hard and somewhat tricky. There's a large right adrenal mass. The mass is solid. It's over 10 centimeters. Every time to me, this is a primary adrenal carcinoma. Okay, that's pretty good. But you know, it wasn't, though I thought it was. Could this be a pheochromocytoma? There's some vascularity, but usually feels are more vascular than this, so I would say that's unlikely. Melanoma can get very large metastasis. It's usually bilateral. Usually doesn't have this kind of pooling or vascularity. What about the fourth one, adrenal cortical adenoma? You would say, well, those are typically under 4 cm. They're not vascular. Well, this was a bit unusual. This was over 8 or 9 cm, and it had vascularity. I thought probably this was going to be a primary adrenal carcinoma. Second choice was a vascular pheo. This was operated on. The patient was very lucky. It was adrenal cortical adenoma. 
It was a benign lesion. Talk about big lucky. Very impressive case. This patient has chest pain. What's the best diagnosis? We were doing a triple rule out, and so you think about acute aortic syndrome, right? Pulmonary emboli, dissection, uh, coronary artery disease, but I don't see evidence of that. The ascending aorta is a bit big. What about mediastinal hematoma? I don't see one. And what about lymphoma? I don't see adenopathy. But what I do see is thickening of the lower half of the esophagus. What could this be? I guess in theory, this could be an incidental carcinoma of the esophagus. That's a possibility, and I couldn't exclude it. However, when I see a markedly thickened esophagus with this modeled enhancement, I'm thinking of inflammation. This indeed was endoscoped, and this was esophagitis. There was no evidence of any tumor detected in this patient. This is an interesting case, and I'm asking you for the least likely diagnosis. What do I see? I see a large mass in the body and tail of the pancreas. The mass is somewhat necrotic, but somewhat solid. Based on size, I'm thinking neuroendocrine tumor, but I'm bugged by the fact it's not very vascular. However, 85% of renal cells are hypervascular, 25% are not. So this could be a neuroendocrine tumor. Could it be a spend tumor, a solitary and papillary epithelial neoplasm? Patients a touch older, but it could be. Solid mass, distinct possibility. What about lymphoma? Lymphoma's not bad for an infiltrating process. The vessels seem to be in case. That's definitely a possibility. Going back to adenocarcinoma, adenocarcinoma is a smaller usually, cause obstruction of the pancreatic duct. They're typically hypodense. This is relatively isodense to liver. So the least likely diagnosis was a pancreatic adenocarcinoma. Yes, you may ask, this was a neuroendocrine tumor. Here's another case. What's the best diagnosis? You see a large mass in the body of the pancreas with atrophy of the distal gland with dilated duct. When you look carefully at the lesion, it kind of looks like Swiss cheese. There are multiple holes in the lesion. That's not the description of adenocarcinoma. And that the lesion is not vascular, so I'm not thinking about neuroendocrine. Could it be a cystic neoplasm of the pancreas? Possibility. Or could it be a cirrhosis adenoma? Well, mucinous cystic neoplasms can have nodularity or septations, but the multiple cysts are not going to occur. When I see something with multiple cysts, I'm thinking about the diagnosis of a serous cyst adenoma. It's most likely a benign lesion in most cases. Occasionally, it's been reported malignant configuration of serous cyst adenomas. That is indeed very rare. Anyway... That's it for this month, or at least for the quiz from this month. We have great new stuff on the lecture series, on the cases of the day, and our Facebook page. And with that, have a great month, and see you next time. Bye.